Soul Wealth, wealthy conversations that nurture the soul. Get ready for an enlightening conversation that will nurture your soul and help you live your best life. Now, here's your host, Dr. Vicki Johnson. Welcome to the Soul Wealth Radio Show. I am your host, Dr. Vicki Johnson, here on 96.3 HD4 and DCRadio.gov here on the Soul Wealth Radio Show. We have wealthy conversations that nurture the soul. And these conversations are incredibly inspiring, insightful, informative, even illuminating. And I am grateful to have the privilege to sit with some just wonderful people. Want to shout out um, my producer, Shane Lewis, who is incredible, our GM, Max Myrick, the legendary Max Myrick, and our one and only sister producer here on the DC radio team, Jessica. And we are a loving, amazing family putting out some incredible content into the world. And my guest today, been trying to get her here for a long time. And I'm close to 400 episodes. So that can let you know, give you an idea of how long it's been. But my guest was introduced to and accepted Jesus Christ as her personal Lord and Savior under the leadership of her late grandfather, Bishop Robert L. Hawkins, who's the founder and pastor emeritus of the Redeemed Church of Christ, an affiliate church of the churches of our Lord Jesus Christ of the apostolic faith. All right now. (laughs) After more than 16 years of foundational instruction and teaching, yes, don't be looking at this because you sent this to me. So you just sit over there. After more than 16 years of foundational instruction and teaching under his leadership, my guest was led to transition to another dimension of ministry where she began to embrace the call that she believes God has placed on her life upon joining her church at that time, Greater Mount Calvary, Holy Church under the leadership of Bishop Archbishop Alfred and Dr. Co-pastor Susie Owens in July of 1996, she was given the privilege to further fine-tune and equip herself to serve the body of Christ through the ministry of praise and worship and established the youth praise team. Sit in it, guest. Sit there. She has sung on three live recordings uh, with co-pastor Vita McCoy, John Hart and the Ministry Chorale, and Hawking's Production Music Ministry Choir. She has now accepted and embraced her call to teach and preach the Word of God, now birthing the fourth generation and first female preacher in her family. Y'all, that's huge, coming out of the churches of our Lord Jesus Christ, of the Apostolic Faith mm-hmm. Incorporated. She is an intercessor and has a burden for single mothers. She started a prayer group called Miss Mothers in Single Situations for women of all ages to gather and pray for strength while raising their children alone. In business, my guest represents all things beauty. She is a multi-state licensed esthetician with more than 20 years experience in makeup and skincare. She is the owner and founder of the Be Well Skincare and Mobile Spa 
and Skinology 101, where her passion and goal is to always provide a holistic approach to skincare services that honor the mind, body, soul, and spirit of each one of her clients, combining her skills and education in facial services, aromatherapy, and spa therapies to equip, empower, encourage, and educate others to be well. Y'all should see her fidgeting in here as I'm reading her entire bio. Yes, I am. Sit in it. As they make healthy lifestyle choices that support their overall wellness. Often referred to as Hadassah, Esther's other name. God has given her biblical tools, revelation, and prophetic insight to understand that although aesthetics and skincare are natural functions, they mirror a spiritual process, a deep inner and outer healing to the skin and emotions. She received her aesthetics education from the Paul Mitchell School, Asani, in Roswell, Georgia, and has traveled extensively to gain more education and experience in the beauty and wellness field. She's co-authored two books, Motherhood, Dreams, and Success, in September 2014, and Beauty in the Pulpit, The Esther Anointing, A Blessing, or A Curse, in 2019. There is a testimony within her hardship, setbacks, and triumphs that God has seen her through and now giving her a message for his people. She loves to travel, read, explore new things, and spend time with her two beautiful daughters, Brittany Faith and Brianna Monet. Welcome to the Soul Wealth Radio Show, my little sister and friend, Asia K. What's the K for? Kenyatta. Asia Kenyatta Paines, how are you today? I'm absolutely wonderful and I'm honored to be here. What was it like listening to me read your bio? Besides you fidgeting back and forth and rolling your eyes and looking at me like, I know she is not going to read all of that. And I did. And did. And did. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was a lot to hear. It was like you kept saying, sit in it, sit with it. I've accomplished a lot. I've accomplished a whole you lot. You have, Asia. A time. Yeah, you have. I have. I have. So that's what I want you to sit in. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I've been watching you for a long, long time. How old is your baby girl? Uh, she's 17. Okay, so over 20, 25 years, mm-hmm. I've been a witness to your journey. And you have accomplished a lot. And that's why I read your entire bio. Because you deserve to hear it, you know, so frequently when we are on-purpose women working doing, creating, expanding, learning, we don't really think about it. Right. You know, it's, oh, I did that. Okay, on to the next thing. And as long as I've known you, aesthetics and skincare and beauty and prayer, you know, have all been a part of who you are and watching you as a single mom. So I said all of that to say, I read your bio so you can hear it. So I can celebrate you and honor you and tell the people who you are because you're not going to do it. No. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know you're not going to do it. So that's why I do all of that. But I'm, I'm glad to give you the opportunity to hear it. Who inspires you? Where do you glean your inspiration? Um, lots of different places. I am a people person. Mm-hmm. So I find I can learn from Lots of people. I'm a little different. I'm built differently. I love people. 
where people have boundaries and limitations, I don't. I live out loud and I just love people. I think that's a, it can be a good thing and a bad thing, but I pull pieces, I pull from everybody's tree. If I can remember, you were one of my first mentors. You were different, you weren't churchy, you had a kingdom mindset, you always thought out of the box. And so your language and your grace and your smile and your difference always made sense to me. And oh, thank so, you, Asia. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Honored, yeah. I love being different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and when we are being authentic, we are attracting people who are like us, mm-hmm. which is why it's so important to be authentic. Are you from D.C.? I am. You a native Washington? Yeah. Well, Virginia, but DMV. Okay. But, um, I was born in Augusta, Georgia, but I was raised and reared here. Okay. Awesome. All my life. Mm-hmm. What has been one of your greatest lessons that you have learned from any time period in your life. It can be now, you know, as a single mom, as a woman, as a young girl, you know, business owner. What has been one of your greatest lessons in life? Give me two, but give me one right now. What's 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 one? Relationships are currency. Mm. Talk about that. I've always been a person who likes people, but I didn't always value um, connections. I didn't understand that. Um, and um, yeah, it's it, it's a currency. You realize sometimes it's not always what you know, it's who you know. And I've been able to be in certain spaces and places that I wouldn't have ever qualified for outside of being in a relationship, if you will, um, with someone. And so I value people because God does. Mm -hmm. And so I know I carry his heart. I I may not always display it the best way, but I know I carry (laughs) his heart for people. And so, um, yeah, that's one of the the biggest lessons in valuing people and knowing that having relationships are key to your journey in life. Another one is Mm -hmm. what you put in the ground will eventually spring up. And that's I, good, Asia. No, it's 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 a real thing. Mm-hmm. I just turned 50 in December of last year. And it it settles you in your life because you start seeing the fruit of your life and what you've done and what you should have spent more time in and and so you realize that yeah, what you put out in the world is going to come back to you at some point. And you you realize you, at certain stages of your life, every 10 years, you were supposed to put something in, learn something, give something, get something back. And you begin to matriculate in life. And if you have not done your due diligence, you'll realize you only have what you have based on what you've given out. You're only getting back what you put out. Well, how did that hit you? I know you said you just turned 50, but did you have an experience? Like, what was your moment of awareness of that? Because that's really powerful. That's a powerful moment of self-awareness to be able to course correct if necessary or increase the seed in the ground if necessary. Like, did something happen to make you say, whoa, Where is my harvest or 
I need to do more? Like, what was that like? I want you to kind of share the journey to that moment because that's really powerful. Um, yeah, I'm getting older and seeing what you've put out, like with my daughters. I have two daughters. One's an adult, one's a millennial, and one's a Gen Z. So that's a whole that's a dynamic. whole experience. Oh gosh, <laughs> it's it's definitely they're two, definitely two different. Just getting older, you realize you've thought you taught your daughters certain things, but then they get to take what you've taught them and make their own choices. Mm. And I realized I had to be okay with what I taught them and them choosing to go a different way and taking my hands off and just remembering that I planted good seed. At some point, it's going to spring up in them. Um, I felt like I had to manage and control it. And then I had to also remember how I felt when I was coming into myself. I didn't want to remember or hear the things that my mother told me, but it wasn't until I got into tight spaces that I had to remember back to, you know, the nuggets that she dropped. Mm -hmm. And so I have to be um, secure in knowing that myself, that the seeds that I've planted, the things that I've done with them and for them, eventually they'll come full circle and they'll find their way. That's huge. That's a huge tug of war for a lot of mothers and daughters. And I'm sure that has influenced your passion, you know, to create mothers in single situations. Like, how did you come to that moment? What led you to or inspired you to create Miss? I've always had, it's it's always been a thing of I'm an answer. Mm. And I've always tried to if it's if if it's something that you're bothered by or if it, there's if there's what you're needing isn't available then you're supposed to create it that's good and hold so hold on girl hold on sit in there <laughs> no that's good cuz that's wisdom for somebody listening mm-hmm. you know who's waiting people get so much so much time passes us by mm-hmm. waiting mm-hmm. for the answer when really you're the answer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or we're waiting for somebody to give us something. Like you said, God was like, create it. Mm-hmm. You don't have it? That's your call. That's your clarion call to create it. So, yeah, that was good. I just had to reiterate that for somebody who's listening, who's waiting mm-hmm. for somebody to lift yeah. them up, give it to them. But out of your experience, you you created this. Because I... Being being in church, we always saw women's conferences or mm-hmm. singles conferences. Mm-hmm. But I felt like as women, we're so diverse that we got to break certain, you got to break it down even further. And for me, I didn't see anything geared towards single mothers. I saw a lot of us, but there's nothing geared towards us. Or gathering you together. Yeah. And so I said, you know, I wanted a pocket where I just, because I knew the needs that I had. And I knew the burdens and the struggles that I was going through. And I just wanted a safe place for us to talk that we didn't have to feel alone. I didn't want it to be a place for, you know, and someone else else may do it. But I wanted it to be a place where we could talk and pray. Mm. It wasn't a place, you know, necessarily to get resources and all that, maybe down the road. But I thought that that was, it was a lack of support system of going through basic stuff certain things that we go through that we could talk about and really share and and be safe with that 
things we go through and struggle with and and deal with and not be judged, that you don't want to be a mother today, that today you may want to strangle your kid. Of course you can't, but we, we know that weight. <laughs> so you're safe to say that here. You're safe to right. say, you know, I'm struggling with my child's father. There is no help. Well, we can't make you help, you know, him help. But you got a team of sisters who knows that burden, and we're here to help. And That's so I, I just thought it would, you know, I knew I needed that, and so I knew I wasn't the only one. I seem to always be a prototype to every situation. But, <laughs> so, Well, at least you now have a song. Yes. <laughs> yeah, prototype. <laughs> That's funny. And then that's real, though. It is. That's real, that you understand the pattern of mobilization Mm -hmm. in your life. You know, like, I'm going through this. Mm -hmm. All right, God, what am I looking for? That's so cool. Why beauty? What got you into aesthetics and skincare and makeup? Where did that come from? Um, It's kind of all I knew. Um, I was like, as a little kid, I used to climb in people's lap and stuff. And I, you know, it sounds quite nasty, but I used to like pick at people's faces. It was fun. I don't know. (laughs) It's a little slight special, Mm -hmm. but that was something I just did then. And then, you know, as a kid, I brushed my grandmother's hair or, you know, roller set her hair, you know, with those hard pink sponge roller Mm -hmm, things. mm -hmm. Um, And then through life, you know, being a skinny framed girl, my mom thought it, let's put her into modeling. And so as a model showing up to a, you know, casting call, sometimes the makeup artist wouldn't be there or, and so we had to begin to learn how to at least do some presentation of makeup to Mm -hmm. be seen. And so I, as one day I was sitting there and I said, this is something I want to get into. Like I, because the the industry changed. It went from modeling clothes to actually modeling your body Mm. and coming from a strict background, I couldn't necessarily do that. And so I knew I liked that area. So I shifted from being the model to being the makeup artist and then being around other, you know, known DC makeup artist, I kept watching and looking and just seeing the whole thing. And then through my journey, finding out more and finding out that, yeah, I'll, I'm sure you'll ask me that question a little further in, but I, I, I started question? by how my journey of how it all began to come out, because as a result of that, getting in church and um, taking a woman in ministry class, co-pastor Susie told us to find someone in the Bible because we all would run around the church looking for mentors. Mm-hmm. And she was like, it was a group of us young people. And she was like, y'all sit down and you find someone in the Bible that you can kind of pattern your life after. And everybody was getting Moses and, you know, all the big names, Abraham and David and all that. And I, God kept leading me towards the book of Esther. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, there's nothing going on in here. It's just She's boring. Like it's a, you know, I didn't see the point of I didn't. It, it wasn't a popular book right. twenty five years ago. Right, right. You know, and so as I kept looking at it, I was getting frustrated. But every time I would go through a situation, the Lord would lead me back to Esther, not realizing that He was telling me, "You are modern day Esther. That's who you are." And a lot of the thing you went from 
being broken and left behind and all of that. You you yourself are going through the process that she went through and becoming. And then it went on to the business side of mm-hmm. it, that the same beauty treatments that Esther went through are actually the steps of a facial, the first six steps, you know. And so all of that, it was always, it, it all started making sense through that story and That's through my awesome. journey. Like, what's the first step of a facial? The cleanse. Girl, come on. Oh, you said like, I love step. it. No, okay, I'm, yeah. no, I'm not saying come on. I'm saying, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Come on, that's yeah. awesome. The yeah. cleanse. The and cleanse. to be able to parallel that mm-hmm. to Esther is powerful. Mm-hmm. What's the second step? After you cleanse really good, you begin to scrub and exfoliate and get wow. out the unnecessary things, things that you have on, you know, that might not be seen by the naked eye, but you know mm-hmm. is there. And if you look deeper, God knows is there. You know, the spiritual, natural truth parallel. But, I love you know. it. Um, and then the third is, ex, you know, extraction. Think, Getting things up mm. out of you. Ridding yourself of things that you do not need. Mm-hmm. Things that we carry, you know, all of the things. And then after that, you go into, you know, after you do those three steps, then you go into the masking. Now, it's like the Bible says you cannot put new wine into old wineskins. Yeah. So the first three steps are detoxing, getting out of you what's not necessary. Then you go to the set three, the next three steps, which is intoxication, mm. putting in you something. So I'm now pouring back into the skin. Now we're masking you. We're putting vitamins. We're treating your skin. You know, then the massage, making you feel well. Mm-hmm. Then you put a you know toner on to balance you back out after you've had all this trauma of detox. Now we're going to tone your skin down and tone you out. Then we moisturize you. We put something back in your skin. And we then the last step is an SPF to block all the extra stuff from coming back. You know, he says, you know, when you put things out of you, you got to put something back in you so that there is, you know, so when it comes back in, there's nothing occupying all of the things. That's so good. And so it's all, it's, it's, it's. <laughs> Pause, girl, take a breath. That know, was right? good. <laughs> that was good. And people are going to be rewinding, uh-huh, to write those down. That was good, Asia. Like she's not just a intercessor and intercessor or preacher teacher. She's also a licensed esthetician, as you just heard. That's really, really good. And most of us probably skip at least four or five of those steps. Oh yeah. <laughs> On a daily basis, which is why, you know, we need you. That was really good, Asia. Yeah, that was good. Hadessa. Mm-hmm. Be Well Skincare and Mobile Spa. So do you travel and see your clients or they come to you? Are you in a brick and mortar? How, how, how are you able to spread your wisdom and experience and clearly your expertise? How, how can women get their face anointed by um, you? Like how, how hmm. do you get clients? Several ways, Mm -hmm. Um, because there's this whole untapped market of men Mm -hmm. that are after me because, you know, men have things going on under under their beards Mm -hmm. and it's not a normal thing, Mm -hmm. if you will, for Mm -hmm. men to do. But I am now, I partnered with a barbershop. Nice. And I'm in a barbershop, but I have my own space, own room. So, of course, women come in as well. I saw that. Yes. Good stuff. And so, yes, I'm in a brick and mortar, but the mobile part is, you know, I do parties. Mm -hmm. I do, you know, I just recently was at Alpha Street Baptist. They had a self-care day and I serviced their whole staff. Nice. Um, The mobile isn't a one-on-one. It's more of a group Group. setting. Okay. Um, 
But so yeah, I'm I'm in District Heights, Maryland, on Marlboro Pike, actually 6128B Marlboro Pike. Okay. Um, the barbershop is called Underground Cuts. And um yeah, it's my it's it's I think people think it's a it's a luxury, but it's a necessity. Mm-hmm. I mean, our skin is the largest organ that we have, but yeah. it's the, the least one we take care of. Ooh, hold on, hold on. Y'all need to hear that. Say that one more time. Our skin is our skin is the largest organ mm-hmm. that we have, but it is the least one taken care of. Wow. Because again, we get our nails done, mm-hmm. we get our feet done, we get our hair done, we work out. But I see your face. That's the first thing I do. And again, I was a makeup artist. I get it. Most people will spend $300 at a mat counter, get concealing and covering up and contouring, but they won't spend a fraction of that for self-care. Which is taking care of your largest organ, which is your skin. Yeah. That's good. The discipline. 15 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes at night. That's good. I have to get that regimen from you again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we are um, about to wind down here in a moment, but I have two more questions I want you to answer. The first is share a moment. You share some lessons, but share a moment with us if you can think of one that after it happened, you knew your life would never be the same. Hmm. My life will never be the same. Mm-hmm. Well, um, having my second daughter. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, we know that. But I was a bit older, mm-hmm. um, much more, you know, a bit more mature. I would say much more mature, a bit mm-hmm. more mature. And my knowing, knowing that I had to raise her differently mm-hmm. um, than the first one, which was just a whole bunch of, I was growing up with her. Mm-hmm. And this one, you know, doing things differently and seeing her, I knew God gave her to me, allowed me to have her. She, she, in a sense, she saved my life mm. because I was still young and I was still wandering and wondering. And I, I, I was asking God for patience and certain things, and God gave me a child. To most people, that would be, you know. No, I didn't wild. make sense. I get it. Um, but he gave me, and I learned some things, and I, and I, I guided her life a lot. I will say, even with that, my daughter last year got shot. Mm. And hearing that as a mom, like, you know, when people say your life, you know, goes right before your Mm -hmm, eyes. mm -hmm. I had that moment that a mom could lose her child. It it, it was just it was a rush of life that happened Mm -hmm. for me. And I knew. Yeah, it was just a different feeling. And so um, I knew knowing when when you have children and you're responsible for life. It's it's a different responsibility. It's a different it's a different way. You it's a different sacrifice, mm-hmm. should I say? Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to I had to be self. I had to stop being so selfish and give of my life. And again, going back to the things I said in the beginning, living differently, choosing to do things differently. The sacrifice of being a mom is it's it's just different. And so. Yeah. That changed you. It changed me a lot. And changed you. And and, and it constantly changes us. Mm-hmm. It changes us again and again. We're wrapping up here. What are you grateful for? Life. I'm mm. grateful for breath in my body. I, I know I shouldn't be here. I'm on borrowed time. But God in his infinite wisdom and his graciousness allows me to have another day to get it right and to and to tell of his goodness 
through just interaction. I don't walk around with a Bible. I don't always have the these and thous, but I, I show love through being generous mm-hmm. and being and being a, a tangible, touchable person. I love it, Asia. I love you. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. How can our listeners connect with you? Where can we find you online or your website? Let us know. Um, well, on Facebook, I'm just Asia K. Paynes. Okay. Uh, on Instagram, it's Be Well Mobile Spa. Facebook, too. Be Well Mobile Spa. Um, TikTok, uh, I think it's the That Skinologist. But all of them tied to the other one. So if, you know, if anywhere you start with it, be they Instagram, Be Well Mobile Spa. Be Well Mobile Spa. And on Facebook, Asia K. P-A-Y-N-E-S. Thank you. Absolutely. For being here on the Soul Wealth Radio Show here on 96.3 HD4 and DCRadio.gov. You can visit my website, VickiJohnson.com. That's V-I-K-K-I Johnson.com. Follow me on most social media platforms at all things Vicky. And again, that's V-I-K-K-I. Listen, soul wealth is your birthright. It is your inheritance. So go out into the world, live on purpose, live with intention, take care of your skin. It's the largest organ you have, but the least taken care of. And you can check out my guest, Asia K. Paynes, on all of her social media to uh, get that regimen together. Listen, everybody, go out into the world and live full so you can die empty. Until next time, peace. You've been listening to Soul Wealth, wealthy conversations that nurture the soul with Dr. Vicki Johnson. Soul Wealth is not just a brand. It's a lifestyle of vision, compassion, authenticity, abundance, and legacy created one conversation, one choice at a time. For more information, visit VickiJohnson.com or click on soulwealth at dcradio.gov.